tremendous. So uh, I got a couple of questions. Yeah, I know we're kind of going all over the place. Uh, your proudest or fondest teaching moment or memory? <laughs> I was going to ask you your favorite kid, but I'm not going to do yeah. that. I, I won't yes. do that. I won't out you like that. No. But your proudest, fondest, most memorable so, teaching moment. You know this. I'm sure if any of you know, if your former students, or my former students are watching. Um, coaching for me has been uh, like a really huge part of my teaching career. Um, I find that I've had such a, a love for sport growing up. I feel like it's defined me. Okay. And I've had great coaches, and I really wanted to um, give that opportunity back to kids. Yeah. It was just super important. Now that you know, I'm a teacher, I have that that opportunity. And <clears throat> so I'd say one of my kind of proudest moments. And it seems cliche, but you know, all the all the championships, you know, and all the banners that that we raised raised up. Um, yeah, such proud moments for me. I mean, you and I have put so many hours, hundreds and hundreds and thousands, thousands, yeah, yeah. hours <laughs> in the gym, and we've never seen a penny yeah. for it. Right? We do it because we love it. And it's and funny because a lot of parents think that we get paid to do that. Oh, heck no. <laughs> yeah. Right? And then so when like teachers go on work to rule or, or, or they're on strike and things like that, it's the first thing that people take away. They're like, okay, well, we're not going to do any extracurriculars. And I remember like watching, I can't remember what news outlet it was, but it was like, you know, teachers are paid to do that. <coughs> right? If they're paid to do that, they should be doing it. Why are they getting, why is that being taken away? And I'm like, but it's an extracurricular. It's an extracurricular. Yeah. Right? Above and beyond all of our duties yeah. as teachers. Yeah. And for me, it was we've never fielded the strongest, the fastest, the tallest teams ever, the most athletic, the most talented teams. Yeah. And we found a way. Yeah. And through just this crazy determination and just that's some of the proudest things is like how kids have bonded together yes. to create a, what a winning right championship team should be kids yeah. that bond together will bleed together will yeah. will right work together work in the trenches together like yeah. all of that stuff and, and yes. dig themselves up and and how many timeouts have we called you know and we're down two and the game's in the balance yeah you know and and the kids are 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 you know hijacked emotionally because the moment's too big yeah and we call that, still kids we though, call right? that timeout yeah. Yeah. and we just tell them like oh my gosh. I know of like three, like <laughs> on the top of my head, yeah. of epic timeout coaches talks. Like I just, yeah, oh. and we've trained for this. Yeah, yeah. This is what we do. Your, this is our time. Your most okay. So I'll go there, and we'll come back to this question. Your most defining coaching moment, because you're talking about kind of all the banners we've won, and we've won a ton of banners for the size of schools that that we're at. Yeah, you're you're defining coaching moment whether it's a championship Oof. whether it's a play whether it's off the court like what would you say I feel like um, there was and I remember this so when we won regionals for the second time with our, our kind of our, our dynasty above, above the sex George Thomas yeah. shout out love you man um, and I saw, saw his podcast he's a good guy yeah. he's a great coach and we have lost to that darn team in that group of girls every single time we play them. We've never beat them. Yeah. And I remember when we found out that that was a team we were going to face for the finals in the grade eight, um, you know, at the regional level, final game, 
And and you and I know and that was the culmination of five years of work with that particular yeah, degree, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, that's it. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. And the game started, and we just stomped them, and we were we were just, and what I remember, we were relentless. We were relentless. Relentless. Our defense was impeccable. Yeah. Right. Like we we had that one three one going. It was defense bananas. games. It was bananas. Defense, and we were shutting, yeah. and I slowly started to see the will kind of leave the other team yeah it's just like they they didn't believe at that yeah, point yeah. and i remember george called george yeah yeah i remember, so I remember yeah. you remember this moment <laughs> yeah and i i turned to the kids yeah and i guess they were i mean they were looking at the scoreboard and i said no yeah don't look at you haven't won anything you yet haven't won oh anything. yeah yeah yeah, yeah our coaches hats are coming on but right now <laughs> you haven't won you haven't won anything yet because you and i know that was a critical moment yeah he called that timeout because he knew even early on in that game, the game was slipping. Yeah, the championship was slipping. Yeah, and and I, they and you and I stomped us in exhibition games. Yes, like stomped us. Made us look silly. Almost. Like girl, our girls were afraid. Of to, our girls yeah. were afraid to play them. Yeah, yeah. And I remember thinking, like, as important of the moment it was for the opposing coach, that was such an important moment for us because if if they started resting on that lead, yeah. right, oh my and changing. And and letting the momentum slip, yeah, we don't win that game. Yeah, right. I know they come back. They had all the talent in the world. And I have been us. a huge proponent of this. And you always, rem- re- like, you remember this about me. I always tell people, I'm like, if you want to be the best, you gotta beat the best. You got to beat the best. And Heck by yeah. beating the best, yeah. you're gonna play the best to be the best. I've always said that to everyone because everyone's like, oh, I don't want to play that team. They've beat us before, and I'm like, no, 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 no. You want to play the teams that have beat us before in the games that matter the, the most. matter the most in the championship game. Because then there is no doubt. There is no doubt that you got the easy road to the championship. You yeah. played the easiest teams in the easiest bracket. I never did that. Like, I remember we were playing against Glenn Shields and we went a perfect season in volleyball and yeah. they beat us in a, in a tournament that mattered. So they knocked us off first place. We went after the round robin. We played. We met them in the finals. And the boys were just like, oh my gosh, Mr. Kim, they beat us, they beat us. And I'm like, no, now you you take it back. This is the time that you prove to them, be like, that loss was somehow a fluke. You weren't playing your A game. And now you, and it's always happened to be that way. I don't know every team that we've been a part of. We end up playing like a team that's beaten us before. Yeah. Right? Yeah. For the finals or for a championship. Like huge shout out to Marty Lee, who's in a phenomenal program at Carville Mills. Great guy. Who should they should have been there with us like all the way through, right? So things like that. I just yeah, that I think that that moment and that time out, and then seeing how our girls, you know, yeah, and and they almost got more fired up, yeah, and then our defense got even tighter. Yeah. And you and, and I both know though, skill gets you so far. This is oh, tremendous game. in and especially in, in our age rackets, like where we coach. Like I've been, I would say it's the it's the strongest. If you have a strong mental game, you can win the whole thing. Because yeah. we can teach kids how to dribble and how to shoot. But I remember even talking to George about this: having kids build a mental fortitude to work through those valleys and stuff. Tremendous. Not a lot of kids have and it. Band together. Not right. like yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a special group, and yeah, un, unfor, unforgettable. Yeah. Um, Your 
<laughs> your toughest coaching moment, coach. <laughs> toughest coaching moment. It's funny because I've been I've been with you for Actually, so long through yeah. a lot of this, right? Yeah. So I know Coco. some of them. I've just you know I've never asked you formally your toughest coaching moment. You know what it is? It was uh, it was cutting kids, <laughs> and I and you're you're gonna laugh, but I, I cut a kid, and it was my call, right? Yeah. And, you, and 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 you questioned me on this, and I, I cut this kid. Um, Matthew, you remember? <laughs> and I cut him from the basketball team, right? And I, and we were going through the list, and it, it's so tough, by the way. To, it's tough. For other coaches that are listening, it's like, tough. It's really tough. I mean, I mean, we can't field teams of 30, 40, and kids aren't going to get playing time. We're not going to, you know, be able to develop that many kids, anyways. Yeah. Um, and I remember this kid was just green. I mean, he had all the desire. Yeah. And I cut him. Yeah. And I made that decision. Yeah. And, and I remember being like, being, I remember being like, are you sure? Like, yeah. kids got mad hops though. Yeah. And you're like, no, he's too, yeah, he's uncoordinated. He's like and, double dribble king. Like, yeah. And 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 I obviously I regret it because, um, I, whatever something happened for you know behavior reasons we had uh, we had to let a kid go and then Matthew came back on the team and I remember in the finals <laughs> I distinctly remember oh, the finals and, him and I him just going off. I'm like, and, and he, board man gets paid. Talk about board man gets no, paid. No, seriously. You know, he, <laughs> he, he understood. Like, listen, his role is to bust his butt on defense and to grab, grab us, those bones. Oh, boards. man. And for whatever reason, he just figured out the timing. Yeah. He knew, like, yeah, the trajectory. That. Yeah. Where the, and we taught him. He like, would go to meet the ball. Yeah. Whereas most kids wait for it to come. Yeah. He perfectly boxed out and he, yeah. he laid bodies down. Yeah. Like, I'm talking textbook. Yeah, and I remember in the finals, and and the shot went up, and I just watch, and you know the, the game slows down. Right? Yeah. I mean every player, every coach knows it in those defining moments. It's like yeah. the world turns a little bit slower, and I remember the shot going up, and I remember out of the corner of my eyes, Matthew seeing the shot going up, and him just not looking at the ball. Yeah, the first, and just he looked, he found his guy. Yeah. He laid the body on. He perfectly boxed out. He grabbed that board. Got hacked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Went to the free throw line, and iced the game and won us a championship. And that was our first boys basketball. Boys basketball area championship. Area I remember. Championship. Yeah, and yeah, that yeah. was our first one. Yeah, yeah. And I cut that kid, right? And he had a great attitude about it too. Yeah. Never saw. Yeah, he. That was. Ah, I remember that. that right? He wasn't like, oh, why did I get cut? This sucks. This you sucks. guys suck. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I remember he, that. He was so thankful for the opportunity to come back onto the team. And he made the best of it. And it was a low moment, but obviously a high moment. Let me ask you, because we, well, I was formerly a teacher, but we work in the public system. Yeah. And what do you do when parents come up to you? Be like, hey, you cut my kid, right? It's happened, yeah. Why did you cut my kid? Like parents are doing that. They're becoming advocates. And I'm not saying that parents, they're not allowed to do that 100%. I had parents coming to me all the time, be like, you know, Mr. Kim, like, I'm just curious as to why my kid was cut and things yeah. like that. It was because it was, there's this there's this look as much as we're a public system, right? But when we're coaching, right? Are we always just supposed to coach for fun? So I mean, we we play in a competitive environment, yeah. right? And we play for like I guess for how do you handle that? How yeah. Handle parents who do that? Uh, I've, and it's happened numbers. I know yeah. it's you feel the phone calls the same, and. It's it's the same thing I tell the kids. Yeah. Right? This is the toughest thing that we do as coaches. Yeah, these are not easy decisions. Yeah. but you know the team can only be 
X number of We can't players. take everyone. We can't, can't take, take everyone. Yeah. And we make the best decision we can with the information we have and in what we know, you know, how you perform in triad. And I think <laughs> you've done this a lot too, I know. It's probably where I learned it actually is it's just to encourage the parents to encourage your kids to keep going. Yeah. I was cut from a yeah. grade nine basketball team. Yeah. Uh, coach pulled me aside and just said, sorry, like, yeah, yeah. you know, you're just, and I'm not strong enough to play the position and, and yeah. um, you know, got to let you go. And this was after the first practice where I had made the, made the team, I yeah. guess, and they let two kids go in the first practice. I was one of them. I was crushed. But that summer, I picked up a basketball. I went to the courts every single day, and I shot free throws, and I worked on my game. Yeah. And I tried to create an outside shot for myself, something I didn't have. Yeah. And I made a team in grade 10. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then teachers went on strike, and I never got to play a game. <laughs> wah, wah, <laughs> wah, wah, wah. But, um, but I learned so much right from that. Yeah. And I'm glad my mom didn't get on the phone and call allowing your kids to fail. to fail yeah it was the best thing for me because it made me hungry yeah right to prove that coach wrong yeah I, I love when people doubt me yeah I love it oh I hope that that's gotta be a quote I love when people doubt me I love it yeah I love it because it gives me the fire on the inside yeah to and listen I'm gonna do what I do in my life yeah for me yeah for my family yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Right? because it's but it's what that I extra want. little like but it's push. that extra little yeah yeah, yeah. And you know what Sometimes people need that fuel. I love when people do. I mean, I love that. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Okay, so I want to get back to the the, 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 the first question. Your <laughs> fondest teaching moment. So I'll, I'll just qualify that by in the classroom. Classroom. Not okay. in the gym so, or the courts. Or even on the school level. Yeah. So not, I would not say, coaching level. I would say it has to be like, and, and not any one stands out, but all the, all the times that we've been able to give back to the community. Yeah. Right? Was there any project social action project that you're really really fond like uh definitely all the the food drives uh, sure. definitely raising money for homeless youth in canada through uh hat sales um all the stuff we've done around clean water clean water yeah. projects yeah um and raising money for water initiatives the the one room schoolhouse and yeah. stuff like that like these things will be with me forever because these are moments when kids have realized that even as children they have an impact on the world yeah Right, they have, with their own, you know, just intuition, hard work, whatever, been able to raise money, raise funds, for um, organizations that are making a difference, and they've done that as children. Yeah, and we've stepped back. We let them take the lead and 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 allow them the opportunity to truly make a difference in the world. That's huge. Allow them the opportunity, but just it's not that we're just be like, hey, decide on whatever you want to do. Yeah. But we say, here's a platform. What do you think? Yeah. And then the kids really start to dig at it. And I think that's huge. And I would say that for me, that that's probably the most, the, or the proudest moment as a teacher. I do want to share one experience because we're just talking about just building that moral compass, that yeah. capacity to do well for others. I've been a huge proponent of paying it forward. I know you have as well. And I do want to share this one piece. I remember it being the Terry Fox walk at yeah. school every school does it um and we were supposed to do it on a friday it got rained out so it got pushed to the monday and i remember watching and espn does a phenomenal montage uh regarding terry fox i remember watching it during quote unquote a math period <laughs> and someone would come in and be like what is this and i'm like oh it's terry fox it's fantastic the kid i just 
was surprised at how much the kids didn't really realize and understand about Terry Fox and his life. And I was showing it, and the other person was like, but this is math. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I get it. This is Terry Fox day, though. We're, we're going on a walk. Yeah. And I, I, I guess the reason that I bring it up is because you had, you had mentioned before that we can shut the door and we're kind of left to our own devices. But for you and I, we take that very differently. We take it in that, yes, we shut the door, but we're shutting the door so that we can build or foster positive environment to foster change on, on, a, good, on, a, on a big level to sh- show the kids that like, it doesn't matter how young you are or what you think you can or can't yeah. do, you can do given the right conditions, right? And I, I don't know I don't know why I'm sharing that. Maybe I'm going off on another uh, on a tangent, but it just um, speaks to me. You, you speak to me in terms of being able to just do that and foster great ideas and projects within the class. So s- similarly kind of on on that on the, along those lines, your toughest teaching moment <laughs> or the teaching moment you're not proud of, I, I, I could say, maybe yeah. a teaching fail. For sure, and and it's it's funny because I remember early in my career, um, being really scared of being called out on something. Right, you know, you put a lesson together and you're like, oh, as a kid, you know that, that you know that because there are kids are who are wicked smart, right? Oh, and you're like, absolutely. we've been like, uh, this they actually know more than I do. Yeah, and uh, and and it's hilarious, but I I love all those moments. Like it, it used to stress me out. You stumbled and whatever. Um, but admitting to kids are just like, I have no idea. You know, <laughs> they ask a great question. Be like, I don't know. G- but, GTS. But GTS. And let's Google out. that stuff. stuff. Yeah. And, and we'll figure it out together. And it was, it was always super uncomfortable yeah. in my first year, but yeah. I think, I think every teacher has been there. But that shows um, the real. That, and being real, being real and being authentic huge. is huge. Um, and, and that's when you become relatable to kids. You're not some sort of teaching robot that knows everything. Yeah. I don't know everything. Yeah. I know I don't know everything. Yeah. But what I'm wickedly good at is figuring out where the heck we can go yeah. to learn that thing. Yeah. And have that thing, you know, whatever. Yeah. Done. Uh, that's so, awesome. Yeah. But I mean, I, I'd say like... So um, fail. Like, was there like a moment that you remember that you're kind of like, oh, that was a fail. Like going back, you'd be like, okay, I got to change. Like this... Is there anything that kind of sticks out for you, like in your kind of ten plus years of teaching? <laughs> I I've lost my cool. I know I have. I think every teacher has. Um, oh, the question that everyone wants to know: Have you ever sworn in front of the kids? I have. I've, <laughs> I definitely have. I'm sure my former <laughs> students can write like a, a laundry list of the bad words I've said. Um, I'm not proud of that, but um, sometimes we get really emotional in the class. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean, yeah, yeah. and and sometimes you know things, and and of course we have to do everything with the utmost of profession, you know, professionalism. Um, we're held to obviously a crazy high standard with of that course. as teachers. We're yeah. public servants, and as we should, as we should, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, but we're people too. Yeah, and absolutely, you know, we've seen things and go down outside in the yard, and we've seen bullying, and we've seen it, and yeah, absolutely. I I know I've lost my cool. I'm not proud of it, and. Uh, but I've, I've learned so much from it, too. And I think the kids know, right, when, when you get worked up, that, that they've messed up, and, and hopefully we all learn together. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a family show, so I can't repeat some of the, you know. Some, <laughs> just kidding. Right? We just bleep things out. Yeah. 
and my mom's probably listening to this so um <laughs> teaching failed it's tough it's tough because i i'd like to think for every teaching fail i had i've turned it around good and and i've, I've made it into something better the okay. next year or whatever yeah. there are so many lessons yeah yeah i can't even name it. like lessons where I, I i think it's amazing yeah like i go home and i plan it up i'm like this is going to this blow. is so tight this is so tight you know it's like cricket cricket yeah and, and you know you deliver that lesson and you think it's going to take like oh, 45 man. minutes, yeah, yeah. 15 minutes yeah. in, you're like, this is the worst thing I've ever yeah, done. Yeah, yeah, yes. The kids are like not engaged. Yeah. And that's when, you know, and that it's... That's what I, that's, those, that's what you love about teaching though too. I like, love it. That's what I love about kids. Like, and, and, and you know this, and probably any other teacher listening knows this, sometimes it's those lessons where you're like, I, I don't think it's that good, but yeah. I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah, this is what I've got. Yeah. And it ends up being the most like engaging, yes. the best discussion. Yes. And kids are coming back and being like, that was the bomb.com. And yeah. you're like, yeah, really? it was. I worked so hard on it. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> I thought this was kind of, you know, like, yeah. you think this is good way to use it. Yeah, you know. yeah. So it's interesting. Uh, talk to us a little bit about, uh, i got a couple of questions. Yeah. Uh, kindness. What does that mean, kindness to you? I think... Because yeah, kind of, I know you shared with me a little bit about one of your your vacations. There was like a kayaker or something. Oh man, um, yeah, being kind. Um, it's a pillar, and I think I've learned that from you know from my folks, um, my grandma who who passed recently, and she was just a wickedly kind person. Yeah, always did for others before she did for herself. So. Yeah, wow. I remember we were in Cuba, um, and I had seen a. It was a kayaker, and it was particularly wavy day. And um, I saw a kayak flip over, and the dude was just not like he was just he was upside down, right? Yeah. And I knew he was underwater. Yeah. And I remember I was like, I was young, right? And I just made that conscious decision to just run, try and help. And I didn't think of anything of it. I didn't think about the fact that I was probably too weak to yeah. really do anything when I got yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I, I remember being proud of it later and, and the lifeguard who, it was funny because uh, I guess he had seen what happened and, and he ran from whatever his perch. Um, and we got there at the same time and, and obviously I was in the water, but he actually, you know, saved this man's life. Yeah. And I was a little shaken up and the lifeguard took me aside and it was, it was an incredibly wow kind thing for you to do. And I was young, but I, I took that back. It's like, what you do selflessly for others is how you will be remembered by the world. I love by, it. You know, it's it's it. not what you do for yourself. It's it's what you do for others. And yeah. And there's been several since I don't know how things keep happening, but a girl passed out at York University in the middle of a lab, and I was the only one to not be in shock. And I remember looking at the professor to say, telling her, imploring her, call nine one one. Yeah. And she was just, right? That's a shock though, right? And and granted, you know, I became a lifeguard and I've had training in this, so, you know, maybe I've had the skills to, to do this, but sure. I think at the core, one thing I'm proud of of myself is that I, I, I carry this with me. Like, this is a pillar in my life. Yeah. I want to be kind yes. all the time. Yes. I want to put others before myself. Love it. Um, and because it's so that's rewarding. how I feel it is. And like, it comes, it'll come back to you yeah. in some way, somehow. Yeah. You know, it always will. It, it will. I believe it. That's crazy. So, two, 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 two questions. Last two questions. Yeah. Uh, I asked all my guests this. Nice. Uh, Let's do it. First one. Your fondest childhood memory. 
It's tough. Um, I will and say remember, this. this is a family family show. Fondest childhood memory. I, I will say this. It, it's a little bit cliche, but um, my parents worked really hard, and, and you know, they never we never had a lot. But one thing we did have, and I feel super blessed, is I was taken places, like yeah. on vacation and stuff like that. And I've got so many childhood memories of being in different countries and, and being given the opportunity to explore and learn about different cultures and sure. different things. And yeah. I remember one that stood out. I don't know why it's, it's popping into my head right now. Um, we were in Havana. Uh, in the, in oh, the Havana. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I remember seeing a kid who had a, a fresh cast. It's a really weird childhood memory, by the way. I don't know why it's popping in my head, but... And just the pain, seeing the pain on his face. Yeah. Kid's got no shoes. Yeah. You know what I mean? I saw poverty, and I yeah. felt it then. Yeah. And I, I remember being emotional, because like I was a kid, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, that's tough. Yeah. And then just seeing like that, that we do live, even though I didn't grow up with whatever, but that's what I took away from that vacation. Wow. And, and I remember that's... being like... Most kids are collecting seashells and stuff. Yeah. Here's Levy Gorin, like understanding the power, like that poverty exists in this world and at kids, such a large and kids suffer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And kids suffer. Wow. And um, you were a good kid. And I remember, and, and um, when we got off wherever we're going, we we're going on some sort of excursion, um, and kids would come to the, you know, the bus and beg. Yeah. They weren't wow. begging for money. They were begging for for like gum, like chiclets. Yeah, like yeah. American gum, I guess. It's Cuba at the time. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, get yeah. <laughs> um, and it, it just dawned on me, like some some people they don't even understand like money. You yeah. Know what I mean, but they live in just this the situation. Yeah. But it's all that they know. Yeah. And we became a teacher. It's like, what, what what can we do to help? Yeah. That's so. I, that's quite the uh, the the yeah. child the fondest child. Probably not a typical child. Yeah, me, yeah. I've had a great childhood. And then uh, Levy Gorin, your favorite food. If this was your last meal on earth, what would it be? It'd have to be like a really well seared, medium rare ribeye. So you've been thinking about this then? <laughs> oh, it, it's got to be, it's up there, right? Okay. With like a garlic mash, you know, on yeah, the yeah. side, you know. Yeah, yeah. I would say, uh, yeah. I'm a steak and potatoes kind of Yeah, you are. Eh? Okay, okay. Uh, and last last parting words. Uh, Levy Gorin, what does it mean to be great, be kind to you? What does yeah. it mean? I know we, we touched upon it multiple times, but what does it mean truly to be great, to be kind? To be great, to, to be kind uh, for me is, um, I think, if you, if you hold kindness near and dear to your heart and you make it a pillar of who you are. Yeah. Uh, and you you put that positive energy out there. Yeah, I think it's gonna come back to you in spades. Yeah, and, and that will be your greatest contribution, right? Um, it's what people are gonna remember you by. Yeah. It's what your your children are gonna remember you by. Yeah. and uh, it's just gonna make the world a better place. So Love it. we all need to be a, a little bit kinder, and yeah. therefore we will be a little bit greater. Yeah, yeah. Levy Gorin, thank you so much for sharing your time with us, speaking pleasure, your truth, pleasure, sharing all of those wonderful nuggets, you know, from teaching, coaching, to saving people's lives, all of the incredible things that you've done. Uh, I want to thank you for your friendship. You're one of my best friends. Uh, but just I really appreciate you taking the time just to come on here, jump on here on the podcast, and just 
just share with everyone your experiences, your childhood, and everything. And I know a lot of people will get so many wonderful nuggets out of this. Um, awesome. Awesome. Thank you. My pleasure. As always, you guys know the drill. Be great. Be kind. Have a fantastic week. And join me uh, for next podcast for our next guest. As always, be great. Be kind. I'm going to repeat it again. Have a great one. Take care. Bye.